Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Well, hello there, my beautiful sisters and beings of the Red Podcast land. It's Ellen Kanila back with yet another wonderful episode of the Red Podcast. And I am here today, sitting opposite, virtually, ethereally, magically speaking, my dear sister Elizabeth Purvis from the Seven Figure Goddess. Is that what mm. we call it? It is, isn't it? Am I thinking? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into that in just a minute. But why the the main reason that I've had um, Elizabeth come onto the podcast is because I want to jam about magic. And she is one of those badass women out there in the world who is walking the path of an ancient magician, priestess, mage, magi, in a very modern context. Her business is called Feminist Feminine Magic. She is somebody who has been on the priestess path for a really long time. And I think it's a fascinating conversation for us to actually get inside of, underneath, around the backside of, and pull the curtains on. What the heck do we even mean when we're talking about magic? Because magic yeah. is one of those words, right? It's one of those words. It's like witch. It's one of those, one of those words. Yeah, it's one of those words that we've been taught to be really scared of. Like, you got to be scared because she got some wooji magic, that woman. And you got to be scared because that's some dark magic and that's some evil stuff over there. And I think magic has either been, you know, watered down into like, that's Disney magic or it's black magic. Yeah. But actually, magic is none of those things. It's actually something that's woven into the fabric of our universe, and it is actually who we are. We are magic. So totally. that's my viewpoint. So I have Elizabeth with me here today because she's somebody I've known for about the last 10 years. We were just chatting off offline before we came into recording. She, I met her just when she was getting pregnant with her baby, who is now 10 years old. 10 year old. Uh, oh, my God. And um, Elizabeth has been in the world of magic and priestessings and just this, this, this interweave between our modern day and ancient roots for a very long time. So I'm really happy to have you here, my love. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here, to have me here, to be here with you. <laughs> you and me here. <laughs> <laughs> to be here now, as we say. Yeah. Um, you know, I just adore you. I consider you a sister on the path. And of course, you're one of my mentors and teachers, and you've had huge influence on me in so many ways, like more than you even know. So it's just a delight to be That's here. Yeah. Elizabeth came through the 13 Moon Mystery School many, many, many moons ago. I don't even know how long a moon ago it was, but anyway, she did. And that's how we originally met was in those archetypal temples. But 
I think where I'd love to start for, for those of us who are gathering together around the candlelit temple space with the hearth burning, that's where we are today, is for you to talk a little bit about what magic is from your lens and how you came into your own story of awakening your pathway into magic, just so we can locate ourselves. Because for me, this is a conversation that probably everybody who's listening to this has their own version of this story somehow. So oh, yeah. Yours. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And everyone's got their version of it. There's no one right way, as we know, and there's no one right answer to the question, what is magic? And um, I'll start, I guess, by what what I I think of magic is at the end of the day. Magic is transformation, basically. When I um, first came into, you know, I, I, so my lineage uh, in magic, so to speak, is, you know, I like many, like many witches and priestesses got the taps on the shoulder when I was a kid and I was very, very tapped in. Um, intuitively, or at least that's how, how it seemed to me at the time from a very young age, like from six and seven. And I would have literally voices in my head. And I realized later that I was actually being talked with and to, and it wasn't just me. And of course, you know, you can't say that at six or seven or eight in the seventies and kind of get away with it. So much of my history is very much about hiding it and keeping it in the closet and all of those, you know, things that we go through. Um, so I had the wake up, you know, way, way early. And I was just always interested in, for lack of a better word, magical topics. Like I was the kid who was buying time life books with her allowance <laughs> and going to the bookstore and getting like, you know, the books on sun signs and astrology and numerology and all these things and kind of keeping them under the, under the bed because, you know, my dad is hardcore Catholic and my mom is Methodist, which is a really interesting combo platter, you know, <laughs> and I would just receive the guidance. I was just constantly being, you know, I constantly had, I could predict when the phone would ring and I would hear things. I was also a competitive figure skater as a, as a child. And so that was really difficult row to hoe, frankly. Um, and it really saved me in many ways, but there was a lot of keeping it under wraps. There was a lot of hiding it. And there was a lot of like, not really understanding it because I was scared of it until my early twenties when it really came on strong. And so in my early twenties, when it really came on strong, I was um, working at the district attorney's office in Manhattan of all places. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to be a lawyer. So my dad, you know, and again, in fairness to my beautiful father, who's just an amazing human being, um, <laughs> he is a professor of engineering, like, you know, has mentored hundreds of like thousands of students over the years. And he was just trying to put me on the right path. Right. And um, so it was always like science and like all these things or law, law. And, you know, back in the eighties, there was no coaching. And back in the early nineties, there wasn't any of this and no one knew what was going to happen. So I was in the district attorney's office and I was also studying. I finally landed on computer science, blah, 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 blah. blah. So um, there was a gentleman who worked at, you know, one of my colleagues, young man in his twenties, who was also hardcore Catholic. And he used to go, he used to go to mass in the middle of the day. Wow. Yeah. But he was also one of the most loving, amazing, curious humans and his relationship 
just what I saw, like at the office, his relationship with God was like off the chicken. And I was like, there's something there. I want some of that, but I didn't know what it was. Right. Very shortly thereafter, I started seeing witches everywhere and I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, so I'm running around to all these magical shops in New York city and all this, and all this is like really gets down to the heart for me of what magic is. Um, you know, and long story short, I ended up, I, I snuck into enchantments one day and enchantments is this old, like wonderful witchcraft store in New York city. And I sat there watching the, the woman who worked there, talk to another girl who'd come in and the girl was like, what's your best beginner book? And like this one, and there was one other copy on the shelf and I took it home <laughs> and I read it and I was like, holy crap, that's what I am. That's it. We're done. And, um, I was really started thinking about, and, and the whole time I was also like panicked because I was still really had a lot of the witch wound going on and in the closet and my dad will hate this and my mom will hate this and all this stuff going on in my twenties, like way far away from my family. Um, but as far as like, that's when I started to really wake up to what magic was mm. because you know, the books, the Wiccan books, and I found my way to a really respected Wiccan tradition. I found my way toward to a, a tradition that has its roots in Gardnerianism, run by a woman named Judy Harrow. She founded it. She's passed on now, um, who changed some things because she needed to update. She needed to update Gardnerianism. I found my way to this beautiful lineage. It took several years but <laughs> to get there. But, you know, before I found that and really started my kind of formal studies, I um, started, I was reading all these spell books, right? Like early 90s, Tower Records, spell books. <laughs> and I'm like, this is really, and I could see, I could see the, the power underneath it all. And you would hear these definitions, right? You'd hear magic is cha the change in consciousness or the change in alignment with will. You'd hear these definitions. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and this is really powerful stuff. And my biggest question was, is I would look around me and I'd be like, why aren't more people practicing this off the chain successful? Great question. At the time, because again, I'm running around New York City on the down low with a bunch of, you know, folks like me who were kind of on the fringes in many ways. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is the deal? Because this is really powerful stuff. And I started to see how magic was really about transforming. It's about alchemy. It's about all the stuff we talk about in Priestess Presence. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for that connection back then and kind of getting it in threads. Mm -hmm. And I realize now that what, what was missing, of course, is people really dealing with what we call in priestess presence, the shadow and resistance and how our brain works. Like, you know, people would get together and they'd be able to do it a ritual and be like, letting it go. And then they go right back to their old kind of ways of being expecting the miracle, you know? Um, but I saw that was when I really started to see this is so interesting. It really kind of like magic at the end of the day is about changing ourselves and alchemizing ourselves on the inside, on the one hand. 
I, and when I came into the coaching world, right, this world, this online, the crazy online world, that was around 20, 2006, right after The Secret. And I remember watching The Secret and going, oh, my sweet baby, goodness and gracious, I've been studying this stuff for years. And here it is out, you know, and I'm like, this is so wild. And that's when I really started to see this is really, really about turning ourselves from, you know, the lead into gold, so to speak, and the personal transformation, while at the same time, also being very much for me, it's very much about external transformation. And for lack of a better word, making things happen. Mm -hmm. So these days, when people are like, well, what is magic? For me, it is change in alignment with will. It is, it's all these things. It's change in alignment with will. It is transformation. It is personal transformation. It's the alchemy that we talk about. And then at its core, like it's very base, it's simply directing energy from place to place. Changing energy from one form to another, right, is a core piece. And that's a core piece of sort of the spell work technology. I so I know that was a lot. It was a lot, I, I, a I, lot. but like, <laughs> I really like, that's how I kind of got there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm -hmm. so let's unpack some of this just for a moment, because I, I think right. <laughs> this has been a very interesting journey for me alongside magic too, because right. Because the very thing that you've spoken about, which is to do with this unpacking of the shadow part of our nature, right? So it's not, yeah. and this was where the secret really kind of didn't delve into, right? They're like, yeah. just imagine it and it'll be here. And we all know, well, if it was that, we'd all just have everything we want all the time. Right. <laughs> that would be the end of that. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is, is that not only do we not know what we want a lot of the time, what we, what we think we want isn't what we actually want. That's it. That's a whole, a whole other thing. thing. That's a whole other story right there. Right, that's like another four beer conversation right yeah, there. Exactly. But there is also this piece, which is what drew me, drew me, and I know you into the world of the priestess, because in the world of true alchemical work, which was for me, a lot of the, the work that I came across within that witch community was trying to get what I wanted through sheer will. That's right. To control or get other people to do things yes. because, I, because I had encountered a spell to them. And I was like, I don't think that's how that works. I don't think that that's actually how you're, you're really meant to be using this, this amazing sacred technology, right? And that drove yeah. me into looking for something else because I was like, well, I'm not that because I can see the problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I can see the problem. Well, you know what's really interesting? Yeah. So Judy, I talked about my my yeah. uh, high priestess, you know, Judy, who founded my tradition, Proteus. Yeah. Um, Proteus got kicked out of the Gardenarians. We got kicked out basically because Judy changed the oath. Wow. And I don't remember if you, cause you, you and I got together when I was first six, cause I've always basically, you know, at a certain point, I, you know, when you, when you take magical training, right. I'm pretty sure this is in priestess print, you know, in the priestess presence world as well. It's like you receive the training and at a certain point, there's a little agreement that you're going to do a little something, something with it. Yeah. And, and that was definitely true in Proteus. And they all saw me as the elder. They saw me, you know, they saw who I was back then, which was really something. And they, right, right, you right. know, I was kind of on the the coven path and I'm like, no, no, I'm not, I know I'm not meant to do that. 
And when I quit my job two years in, I'm in the complete sinkhole, like not knowing how to manifest my way out of a paper bag because I can't control my nervous system. And I'm like triggered and I waste somebody all damn day, you know? <laughs> and I was like, you know, God, it's like, tell me what this is about, right? Because you put me in these with these marketer guys, these bros, and like, I don't know what that's about. And I was on the path of being a writer about magic and like, what's going on? And she's like, listen, you're here to be part of the movement to bring magic to the mainstream. Nice. And I'm like, uh, okay. Right. So that created a conflict with my oaths, right? Because one of the oaths is, and that's why I brought this up, is that you will not teach. So the oaths are harm none, like really harm none. Like we're going to put the money where the mouth is harm none, harm none. Right. Don't tell, obviously don't reveal confidentiality. Don't sell except no money for magic. And don't teach this to anyone who hasn't had the same oaths. So I found my way to the badasses, frankly, who were on the path of getting, getting it right. Cause they had no, they were, they were much more about worship, by the way, they were much more about like, let's observe the seasons and right. like work the magic on our side. They were very much about, um, magic is an internal transformational practice. Cause they were like, you're not, you're not going around spelling people. Like that's not what we do. Right. You know? Right. And of course, later on, it caused a huge conflict in me. Cause I'm like, but I'm supposed to teach magic and I can't like oath everybody. And like, I know I'm supposed to go beyond what I've learned already. A lot of that was going on when we first work renegotiating those agreements with myself and others. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> but I totally get it because it was like, I, I didn't want any part of that either. No, and it's like, it's interesting because I've done a lot, a lot of thinking about this over the last few years of being in priestess presence and what are we teaching and what is it that we're really working with, right? Right. And so it's kind of like understanding that the old ways, you know, the ways of my grandmother and her mother and her mother before her, which were rooted into the lands and rooted into the seasons and rooted into how they were working with energy in all kinds of ways, right? With ley lines and water and all, it was just part of the fabric of how they existed. It wasn't like it was a separate thing. Oh, I'm right. going to my magic circle. It was like, that's just how you are. It's kind of like, this is how it works, right? This is how we're in contact with the elements and the, you know, and so I just think it's fascinating because for me, one of the big aha moments, and then we, and then there's a couple of things I want to ask you is that, <laughs> you know, was this, this, this idea for me, you know, like much like you, you were given like, you're going to be part of this movement to bring magic out into the world. It's like, oh, great. Thank you very much. You know, I received my assignment and it was like, you're going to talk to the priestesses. <laughs> you're going to train the priestesses and how to be priestesses. And I'm like, fabulous. Wonderful. What's that? Right. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and within that, what the art and craft of the priestess has really revealed itself to me to be is the personal alchemy, which is the magic. This is where alchemy and magic are the same things. Yeah. We work deliberately and consciously with our own shadow material, embracing it, actually calling it forward, amplifying it so that we can actually integrate it and become more available to use our magic in a way that is aligned and clear. Yeah and clear and coming from a marriage between high divine will and personal will yeah 
driving it, right? So basically the practices of clearing and cleansing our vessel to the degree where we're in charge. We're actually in charge of our own, how we're directing our energy and what we're directing it toward, which was exactly what you had said. Yes. So I just want to honor that I know that you've been on this journey. Like this has been a freaking massive initiation for you to say, I will bring this feminine magic work into the world. Because when you did that, you then basically were saying to mother, okay, I'm available to do all of the work I need to do to become clear that I can hold this energy. Yeah. 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 And that's what I, you know, that's one of the reasons why I ended up on your doorstep all the way back then. Right. You know, it's because you were doing that. And it's interesting because if you study magic, you learn, you figure, you know, you learn certain things. And one of them, my dear friends and clients is a woman named Lisa Turner, who is awesome magician, just amazing. And she runs a, she has a certification program uh, called, called set. And she has all sorts of magic background in addition to the science and this and that and the other thing. And she pointed out to me, she was like, Western magic took the therapeutic piece out of it. And I was like, I never put those two things together. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, it did. Yes, it did. It did. I've been in this world for a long freaking time. And, you know, it's like, and, the, and part of what she was referring to using that word, right, was exactly what you're talking about, the cleansing and the alchemizing and the transforming of the shadow. And I don't want to speak out of school. I do not know every last Western esoteric tradition inside now. You know, but what, but what I experienced in, in my travels and again, in fairness, I was at a certain place in my consciousness. So I'm sure there was a lot I didn't see, but the, the whole, the, the, when I talk about magic now, part of the emphasis is in releasing, clearing, clearing away that which no longer serves, returning to source, which is mother in my world, right? That which no longer serves within us and, and embodying the divine beings that we that we are and that's the part that i feel is so important mm. to to have i want to say i say the fast track to getting out but i don't because it is work no matter what but it's it's you know these are the things that like you were in you're in hidden temple off learning for years and years and years and years and years before you really got the awareness, oh, by the way, thou art goddess. Yeah. I'm kind of like, we don't have that kind of time. Like you still have to do the work to be able to become the, the one who embodies that, right? Mm -hmm. But we have to have, to, to me, we have to have another level of awareness around what's available to us. Mm. You know? That's how we start to dismantle some of this, consciousness shift that we are being asked right that makes sense and so so i'm super curious because you know i, I um by the way elizabeth has an amazing book that you all want to going to check out on on magic feminine magic and um i was just sharing with her when i was on i was on a plane ride just recently and i was reading it on my kindle and i was like you know how kindle even highlight you can take i love kindle for that reason highlight yeah really be a rep for them highlight notes and, and then go back and anyway my researcher just really loves that so i was laughing because i was i was the high <laughs> was highlighting whole pages like a whole page was highlighted because there was a way in which you were translating some of these concepts of magic that I think 
are very easily misunderstood and it reminded me of you know there's that there's an alchemical dictum which says you know and it's part of yeshua and magdalene's teachings but it's basically hidden in plain sight or for those who have ears may they hear it yes eyes may they see it right because on the surface level it seems very simplistic magic and that's the beauty of it right because it's quintessential yeah. But when you start to then really unpack, well, what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. And what does it ask of us? Right. And what does it ask of you as a being? So mm-hmm. I'd love you to pick like your favorite magical principle that you love to talk about. We probably have time to do all of them, but one that you'd like to unpack with us just a little bit, because I loved how you unpacked some of these principles, Elizabeth. Oh, it was brilliant. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I could pick one, but I would love you to do it from your own. <laughs> From what from what's relevant right now? You know, um hold on a second. Yeah, tune in, ask which one it is. Yeah, there's it's um you know what I think the one that feels relevant, especially for the two of us, is that of frequency and that of being mm. right. Mm-hmm. and and how it really works so i when i you know said yes to the goddess i was you know i was like yeah okay magic to the mainstream i'm gonna be gabby bernstein right well no <laughs> and i by that i mean like i really thought that i was gonna have all these books and like at this stage in the game actually there will be plenty of books and she because she said to me she's like you can write books and put the magic in the books and i thought that was like not 15 years <laughs> you know but um, this is one of the things that really gets un- misunderstood is the principles of vibration and the, how how it really works. Because when I when I first started teaching manifesting, which I was absolutely panicked to do because I had all this, I can't do it and I'm breaking my oaths. And, you know, if Judy were here, she'd be like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Most likely, you know. But I was all like, I can't, you know, so-and-so says, so it was really, really difficult, but I, I kept putting kind of one foot in front of the other. And I asked my, my clients, so I was like, well, what do you want to know? And they're like, well, we want to know how to manifest consistently and predictably and without all the drama. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm going to apply my engineering brain to that. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, go, go back to address, right? You Right. <clears throat> and of course, there's a lot that it's a big question. We can't answer the whole question now, but I, I really, I, I wanted to find out how attraction, because that was kind of the, the words that were being used. Like, how is it that we actually create our reality was the question I was asking myself. How do we create our reality from the place of our, of our physical being and these crazy magic, super, you know, bananas, magic superpowers that we have? Mm-hmm. Because I talk a lot in um, Feminine Magic about the two halves of the manifesting equation, the divine side and the human side, right? A lot of, tra- a lot of I call them traditions, but a lot of teachings out there are talking about the divine side, completely forgetting the human side. Now, that said, I've been teaching this for a while, and it's real cool to see everyone start talking about things like nervous system and start talking about things like mindset and belief shifting and everything. Because we can't just go ride the magic carpet all day and like put our intentions into the ether, right? And expect it. I know. Well, the game, the way that I conceptualize it, the way that I, you know, my brain has sort of framed it after all these years of teaching, 
we manifest at the speed of light. You think something is true. And this is one of the things that Ariel really helped me get. She was like, yeah. she's like, dude, you <laughs> say it is true and it is done. It is done. And I'm like, no, I can't possibly. She's like, no, no, see, your ego is getting in the way. She's like, it, you, you're making it way too complicated. It's done up there. And the game is to bring it down here. All right. So how do we do that? Right. <laughs> and vibration is how we do that. Because what happens is this is like we think a lot of, you know, and this is starting to sort of be debunked now, but, but a lot of manifesting teachings and magical teachings are like, well, just vibrate it in. If you're the vibration of the thing, you're going to attract it like a magnet. Like here comes the Tesla. <laughs> the gold ingots roll through down the hill. There's a line in science of getting rich. The gold ingots like roll down the hill and into your pocket. It doesn't work that way. How it works is through perception right? The field, if you could see me, I've got my little hand gestures here. The field operates completely deductively. It can only give you back what you put in it. That's why frequency is so important because that which we embody, our energetic signature determines what comes into our space, not by way of the gold ingots rolling through the door, but by way of what you can see and perceive that is already there. And this is like where the keys to the kingdom just come flying open, right? Or the doors to the kingdom with the keys come flying open, <laughs> right? Because everything you want is already here, which is another principle I could talk about to, to no end, right? The law of polarity, but we can't see it, right? So annoying, isn't it? It's really annoying. You know, if you wanted to make $5 million right now, there's a way to do that. Like not tomorrow, not a month from now, right now. That already exists. It's right here, right? Our consciousness, which influences heavily the vibrational signature, we're vibrating out, <laughs> right? Can't get on board with that. And oh, by the way, the brainstem is doing its thing and like all the stuff. So we don't see it, right? But when we start to clear out all the things and we get our physical side, right? Our physical being, our physical vibration, which is deeply connected to our nervous system, deeply connected to our belief system and all those things lined up, we are then impressing the field with the vibration that is a harmonic match with that which we want and the curtains part. And we like, oh, my God. There it is. So let's get real and gritty for a moment because I, <laughs> I love the use of $5 million because it's like, it's not $50 million. It's $55 million, right? It's like right. nowadays that's in the realm of possibilities in terms of the fact like, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, a million dollars, do you remember? Yes. One million dollars. <laughs> like that was never going to happen to me, right? Like as a kid, like it was just like, how is that ever going to happen? Yeah. So one, I want to point out how our world has shifted and changed and yeah, 100%. started internalizing that some of this is actually possible. But what I want to play with for just a moment, because you named it, is, is why everyone who's listening for a moment, just to feel, okay, you could have $5 million right now, not next week, not next month. You wouldn't have to work really hard for it and prove that you're worthy, all that stuff that we have told, right? Yeah. You could just call that in right now. How many of you just start to go into like a connection fit? Like you start, right. start to fix it up, like your brain. Like, oh, I know. And I do too. Let's be clear. Like I picked that number for a reason. 
So yeah. this is the thing, because what in our priestess language, this would actually mean, and, and it, it is, oh my God, like it's so many things, right? It's like, there's all the layers of, well, why do I want $5 million? Do I deserve $5 million? How do I even get five? I don't deserve it. I do deserve it. Well, if I deserve it, why doesn't everyone else deserve it? And on right. and on down to the level of what am I even going to do with $5 million? And if I had $5 million, what do I have to do with that? Do I have to then work? And what doesn't even make any sense to me to have $5 million? Right. Right? And I'm just talking through like 5% of probably what's going on in your brain at all the different levels. Yeah. And clearing that to create a cogent harmonic field, that may take your entire life. It might. It might, or it might be done tomorrow. But I know from yeah. my own life experience of working with the scarcity wound, for example, which so yeah. many, right? The not enough wound. You know, the, the other thing you said, Elizabeth, I think super important. So it's an alchemical principle that is so powerful. And I teach this one a lot too, in slightly different language, but it's like everything that you see, the opposite of it exists. That's right. You may right here. See it. it might be behind you or between the veils, but if you can see the one thing we live in a world of contrast and opposites. That's how this world works. So if you right. can see the one thing, I guarantee you the other thing exists. Yeah. And, and it's right next to you. It's like, right. Right. I mean, it's not far away. It's right here. <laughs> exactly. That is alchemy. Alchemy is becoming aware of the two opposites and bringing them together inside of yourself so that they can come into oneness and bring you to a new perception, a new field of perception where you no longer think that these two things are in opposition. They actually live inside of you together. That That's right. Or alchemy. And so what you're saying is, and I think that this is the piece that it is simple and the work that we are engaged in in clearing our vessels is it that's where it gets really complex, right? Right. There's so much going on. Can you talk about that a little bit from your own journey? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm so glad because because <clears throat> what I what I figured out or what and this is this goes right into the book and the framework um, that we call the standards that I talk about in the book is that well, first of all, another principle of magic that I invite everybody to you know feel into and and notice is that a big piece of magic is to be with, is to be able to be with two seemingly contradictory things at the same time. <laughs> the more that you're able to do that, oh my sweetness, you're gonna have so many more possibilities. And really what magic is about is creating possibilities and going boop, right? And also having, being, being the one who is able to go boop and take action on the things that you see, right? Cause you can see the opportunities, but we also, again, it's that bringing that divine nature and, and human nature together. Right. Because when you were talking about just, I mean, when you were just like, well, blah, 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 about five million, blah, 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 that says nothing about like the traumas and the patterning. And that's just on the level of consciousness. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's a lot of work. And it is the clearing of the vessel is the thing. It, it takes work and time. Now, here's, I, I created the standards out of necessity because I was teaching, and this might seem like a bit of a sidebar. But Hopefully I'll be able to pull all the threads together. <laughs> like I was teaching folks how to offer 50K programs. So in my business, to me, offers and high-end programs, when I, when I found them, I was one of the first teachers of high-end back in 2008, 2009, even though I don't really kind of care about high-end. Like I'm, you know, I'm not mansion, yacht kind of person. I'm more like naked under the full moon dancing around the bonfire. 
you know? I hear you. Right. <laughs> right. But I was like, oh my goodness, this is magic in action, you know? And, uh, and I, for, for years and years, people were like, will you please teach us how to offer 50K programs? I'm like, okay, great. So I opened this program to teach people how to take, how to offer 50K programs. And of course, immediately they hit their, I knew they were going to hit their wall, right? They were going to hit all of the, you know, all the stuff that came out of your mouth a second ago. And I'm like, I've got to come up with a way. And of course I didn't come up with it. Bunch of goddesses and beings of light and ascended masters helped me up with it, come up with it. I've got to find a way to help them instantly snap into the frequency of the version who. Mm. Even for a minute, mm-hmm. right? So that they can get the result. And so the standards, the essence of the standard is it just is. Mm-hmm. We were talking a minute ago about, guess what? The $5 million already exists. Just is. Mm. Guess what? You're a divine being. I know might be news to you as a lot to lay on you here, but it just is. Right? So I, I needed this because I had to figure out, well, how can I help people be in the frequency when they need to be? Not so they can bypass all this work, because you and I both know that not happening. <laughs> Nope. Right. But so that we don't get stuck in all of the inner game without being able to pull ourselves out to the embodying part when we need to be in the energy of. Mm. So I always say to this, <clears throat> to the, to um, our leaders who are working with the standards, the standards work at the level of conscious awareness. What a big part of the of work of magic is clearing out the shadow and clearing out all the things and, and, you know, getting ourselves into that alignment you were talking about. And there is no shortcut for that. There is, however, in my experience, especially with leaders who are at a certain place who have done a certain amount of alchemizing, there is space for it just is. And I'm just going to be here now and be here. Right. Again, it's that paradox. I've got more work to do. Believe me. Have I made $5 million in a day yet? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. You know, do I have stuff that trips me up every five seconds? Yes. Right. And in the book, I talk about the standards as a, a kind of a methodology to get in your business, to get you out of what I call inner friction, right? The triggers and the activations and the, you know, in the, in the ways that aren't so useful. So it's a yes. And we, when you are manifesting and you're working with magic, there's a lot that you're undoing. And there's a lot of, you know, the unbecoming so that you can be who you really are. And in the process of doing that, I find it very useful to remember full stop in front of you all the time who the fudgenators you really are and work with both of those things at the same time, right? So some of you have been doing the alchemizing and you've been doing a ton of inner work and there's more to do. If you've done, and, and the, the challenge sometimes is that we can go, we can go into um, the alchemizing place without and lose sight of that we're, we're doing that so we can be of service here in the world on the physical plane. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I really am like, I 
you know, I want to be able to help people fluidly navigate both and know when both are required. And also, you know, one of the gifts of doing the shadow work that we do and the alchemizing work we do is that more space is created. And then you can go and do, and we get to, it's kind of like, I'm like, well, I want to, I want to hit the go button. I'm very, you know, I'm manifesting generator. I'm a put the football through the goalposts kind of person. And having the awareness of these spiritual truths, having the aware, because a lot of what uh-huh. this, on the conscious level working with magic is about is aligning with truth. Yeah. We want to align with who we are on the inside an absolute shortcut to manifesting what you want on the outside, like the actual calling shit in and doing it now is, oh yeah, everything that I want is already here. Oh yeah. If I want a 50 K client today. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. And remembering that, oh, right. I am thou art goddess. And so is everybody else. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold that in my conscious awareness today. I'm going to walk around as that today. I'm going to do my best to be that now and embody that frequency in that space Yeah, and let my external clues tell me the next steps on both sides of the equation, the physical side and the, and the man and the divine side. Right. It's like, I'm going to, if I'm bumping against my ceiling, you know, then there's additional work to do. Yeah. Right. But I also always, I'm, you know, cause I'm super ambitious. It's like, I want to be at my, my full range right now of what's available to me. So hopefully that answers your question. It's like, it's a, I want to work with both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Well, and, and that's the alchemy. I mean, for me, that, that is what speaks to the, the you know, the game on planet Earth is manifesting. You might have figured that out by now. And it's not manifested where we've gotten real wonky with this. It's actually right. just not like manifestation for the sheer purpose of manifestation. It's manifestation in, in, in alignment with actually the mission that you came here with. Now, 100%. You get to define what that mission is. You get to define what that mission is along with your right. knowing, right? So I'm not here to judge you on what your mission might be. However, right. I'm here to get clear on what my mission is and utilize my power, the power that runs through me as a vessel in service to that mission. And, you know, and that's the thing is, is that we all have a purpose and we all have a mission. And, and, and that doesn't mean that we all get to be brilliant at everything, by the way, because you're not. And <laughs> you're brilliant hey at something. And that's right. But this is the truth. And this is part yeah. of how we're wired. And this is why I love like Richard Rudd's work in the Gene Keys is so fantastic because what he talks about is, is that we're all carrying certain gifts that are here to be activated. They're not here to be activated for your personal glorification only. You're here to activate an actual stream of energy that activates a whole bunch of other beings in that stream of energy that is what would create a new consciousness shift. So if you're here as part of the magic of creating mm-hmm. new planetary existence that we're yearning to live within, that's your role within it is to awaken yourself. And we all know this, but it's not for my own. I get to enjoy it along the way, but that's not really the point. At least not yes. that's not never been my point. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Your point is not really to have a yacht on a private island. That's not it. It's it's like your your point is to actually play with and be engaged with the game of manifestation and to mm-hmm. discover and explore it. 
as yeah. a researcher, as a participant in. And yet you get to enjoy the fruits of that. Absolutely. But it's not, you know, it's like, that's the thing is like getting clear on what your motivation is. And this is the work that we do in the temple. And I'm sure it's the work that you do is like, why do you want what you want? Where's that motivation even coming from? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally with you. You know, because it's like not all of our motivations are coming from our higher self. In fact, no. they're coming from, I need a roof over my head. I need to put food on the table. I need, you know, and that is also part of what needs to be taken care of in the human realm. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's one of the reasons. So I, I, for whatever reason, you know, cause there's a lots of different tools with yeah. magic. There's lots of different ways and i have really gravitated toward universal law and universal truth and alchemical principles and working with them on the level of conscious awareness because when we have them at the forefront right and a lot of change you know we can get into the actual mechanics of how human beings transform on the inside right but it's it's going to involve you having a new consciousness and being able to shift into that consciousness, you know, <clears throat> on some level. Is that the only thing? Absolutely not. Iceberg, everything under the iceberg, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> and so um, we can uh, align. So on the roof over your head, like, because that's that's where your motivate when we're working with some of these motivations. If we can stay aligned with truth with a capital T, everything you want is already here. You're able to create this now. You have a level of consciousness that can bring this in or you wouldn't want it in the first place. That for me is one of the contributors to the actualization part, right? Because this is really ultimately about, you know, actualization and being here on planet Earth and contributing in the way that we're supposed to contribute. Right. Because if we, if we, if we get the game of the getting stuff down, which we already know how to do, then it's like we can let go of some of the, you know, the the false urgency that's created around it. And we can get let go of, you know, chasing the things we think we need. And instead to answering the question, like we call it the magic question. What's the outcome you want to create? What's the real thing? What is the real? Think about that from I want us all to sit with that. Just right now, are you, whatever you're doing, stop multitasking for one moment. <laughs> if you're driving, of course, continue to do that. Right, continue to drive if you're driving. But for a moment, just Elizabeth's going to ask that question one more time, and you're going to listen to it, not just with your mind, but with your whole being. Let's just try this right now. What's the outcome you want to create? Just notice what rises up to the surface straight away without you curating it. What was the one that came up for you? What was the outcome you want to create is, or whatever the question is, you know, doesn't matter, but the outcome. You want me to share mine? Yeah, you share yours, I'll share mine. Yeah. And, you know, as usual in the priestess fashion, it comes um, without the words first. And then I have to kind of translate a little bit. Um, when I ask myself that question in this moment, the outcome is more magic and helping more people. And that's very much what I'm about. All the things I'm doing in my business, it's about we're getting our business in shape and doing all the things. But it's like the outcome is 
And what's behind that? Like if I tune into what's behind that, the answer is more connection. Bingo. Right? Because it's all, all of this is about, you know, uh, you're being over there and I'm a being over here. And how do we, you know, make the match that's aligned match, you know? It's so fascinating because the it was it's like a new you know this and this is why I love asking really the deeper self to come forward from it and you know obviously this is one of the practices that Elizabeth and I both have which is getting quiet enough for a moment to actually ask the question and hear it answer beyond the mental chatter of what our mind thinks but to actually listen to a deeper part of self and that's really if I could say what is the core priestess practice is that yeah relationship to that part of self that we could say is our deeper self, our higher self, our essence self, our soul. I don't care what word you want to use, but that part. And I will just say before, I really, really got that in my work with you. Uh That was like one of the biggest pieces that when we worked together way back then was that understanding and prioritizing that over anything. And it's really fascinating because this has been my lifelong intimacy journey with myself is, can I actually hear myself? And who is yeah. myself anyway? <laughs> Who's in there? Who's that right. talking to me? Yeah. And she don't talk in normal language. She shows me all kinds of stuff that I have to then decode, like you just said. So yeah. interestingly enough, the outcome I want is love and intimacy. And really it's intimacy. Part of the reason I do the podcast is because it's the way, the one way I can be most intimate with you who are listening. I may never meet you, but there's a frequency that I can get in a podcast with you, Elizabeth, or whoever's here with me. That's like sitting on the couch together in my living room, having this very intimate, naked kind of voice conversation that doesn't have the frills of the video. I don't have to care what it'll look like. We can just be here together. That's magic. That's magic right there. Because Mm -hmm. that that dissolves these barriers. And what I want to create with all of my work is more connection, more intimacy, which ultimately to me is magic. Magic Mm -hmm. is love. Love is magic. Yeah. Love transforms all things. Magic is transformation. Mm Mm-hmm. So now you're going to start to see how we're taking magic out of the realms of, you know, magicians on stages <clears throat> into the understanding that magic is creating the outcome. You know, you said it like, what are, can you teach me how to, you know, do these things and predictably do this and have this similar outcome each time, right? You can, yes. The same thing is true with temple experience, transformational inner in experience. Can I teach you how to run a temple, how to set up a temple space, how to call in all the things that you need to have there, that you can have a predictable outcome of someone's depth of transformational journey? Yes. What will be transformed? No. No control over that. <laughs> That's not my business. But can right. the conditions necessary right. for that experience to take place can i replicate that yeah yeah and then not knowing and especially in the priestess realm is part of the fun it is but that's the magic i want you to understand the magic is knowing how to create the conditions necessary 100 percent. so i mean oh my goodness we could be here for all day (laughs) so 
in feminine, and this was something, so when I, when I downloaded all the manifesting frameworks and technologies and things, which of course are out there anyway, right? But when I put it all together, I, because I was really, our, our clients were like predictable, consistent, you know, which is the thing that helped me start to understand the divine self versus human self dichotomy. The fact that nobody was talking about it, especially not then, you know, um, but it's like, Oh shoot. I just lost my train of thought. You were talking about, Oh, curating the conditions. Yeah. So one of the things that I, that I kind of, you know, we have our, we have our little framework, it's called the core manifesting process. Right. Thumbs up, right. <laughs> but the last, and the, you know, it's, it's asked the magic question. What's the outcome you want to create decide because it is, if we want predictable manifestation, we have to claim it. Like there's no, if we're on the level, that's a whole other thing. Like, you know, it's okay to follow your feelings for a while, but if you want predictable outcomes, you've got to get clear and you've got to claim it because the claiming it, the decision is what impresses the field, frankly, let go, <laughs> right. Yeah, let go, step in, receive the way, take the action. And then our last step that I added at the time was to make it inevitable and making it inevitable is partially a mindset. Mm -hmm. But it's also the essence of magic. And it is exactly what you're talking about. Creating the conditions so that you can't stop this train if you want, if you tried, because it emerges, it's emergent from the structures and the things that you've put in the cauldron, you know? So fun. And it's so important. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. This is the thing. It's fun to have that. This is what we're talking about. You know, magic is doing it on purpose as far as I can work out. It's like knowing what you're doing and doing it on purpose. Yeah. We are magical by nature. We are transformed yeah. by nature. We are evolutionary by nature. That is a given. What we yeah. do is all of those stuff that we've already got. I know, Elizabeth, this is what you're doing and it's what I'm doing in Priestess Presence too. It's just different, different fractals of the same thing, but training ourselves to do it on purpose. Right. That's really all it comes down to is training ourselves to use these things on purpose. Yes. So we know that we could carry on this conversation and we will. And we, we will. will. And for now, <laughs> I would love to ask you a couple of questions that Red asks everybody because Red, okay. she, she, she's the one I'm here serving. So she's about holding, she's like, yeah, and you're going to ask these questions. So I'm like, okay. So she's interested in this. Is okay. This, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. What do you avoid but secretly yearn to express? Oh, gosh. What do I avoid yet secretly yearn to express? That's a, that's a very priestess presence question, isn't it? I know. Well, you know how she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I just tune in here for a minute, honestly, what pops up is, is the wise woman. Yeah. I remember this when I was in temple training, you know, back in 2019 and I did the, I did the quiz and I was like, I'm a wise woman. Like, what the fuck is that? And you're like, Oh, honey, wise woman. <laughs> you know, she's I, like, yeah, it's the real, it's the real sassy elder jokester trickster. That's not, you know, nor, like my kind of core archetypes are, you know, great mother magician. Right. And you know, the, the wise woman trickster archetype doesn't come out very much. And that's, that's the honest yeah. answer in this now moment. I'm like, uh, you know, magically it, speaking, we're recording this. It is now three thirty three. So oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just saying, 
Just saying, in a important moment. You know, I'm really glad you asked me that question because there's, well, I mean, you know, in the archetypes that you work with, the priestess presence, you know, the the lineage that you carry with the archetypes, just like, oh my God, you know, but I'm, I'm going to take that on. Yeah, take that on. There's two more questions. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. It keeps on giving. <laughs> I know, but I'm really, I just want to say, I'm really glad you, you asked me that. And I know it's true. Like I can feel the resonance in my answer. Good, good. Um, second question, what are you devoted to? You know, I, I am devoted to creating connection, mm-hmm. which is my biggest edge, right? You know, I mean, I've had my own personal, you know, shadow integration wounding journeys is all around attachment and avoid an attachment and da, 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 da. and I've done a tremendous amount of work on that. And, you know, relationships are everything. And what you were talking about before, it's all about intimacy and connection. And that's all, by the way, what your business is really about too. Like, let's get real. That's what offers are about. That's what the sacred energy exchange is about. And, and that really is what I'm devoted to. Yeah. Final question. Okay. Okay, Elizabeth, what is the most revealing thing about you that you hide? (laughs) I love these. Mm. 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 Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What's the most revealing thing about me that I hide? Hmm. I can let a lot more of the sexuality out of the closet. At a bing, bada bing. You know how often that's the one. I really need to just say how often that is the one that women say on this podcast. And I'm just so amazed and in awe. And that makes me think about, huh, how it is that we um subjugate or rather what's the word i'm not subjugate but put that underneath everything else that we're up to yeah and it's really true i mean that's the again it's the honest answer you know thank you for being honest and so this is the thing inside of that what i'm hearing is the wacky wise woman your trickster energy and then your wildness of your primal goddess of that that expression goddess of love and primal goddess and yeah yeah i've forgotten about the i've forgotten the name of the archetype primal goddess yeah absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. And there's all kinds of, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why it's not at the forefront, you know, and not all of them are like deep wound related whatsoever, you know, there's, yeah, yeah, this, this, you know, so vulnerability creates intimacy when it's shared in a way in which we actually are in our center and it's not seeking for someone to fix it. Right. So the vulnerability of these questions is, is that I think, you know, the field of projection is so huge and right. we're all the ones sitting up here talking and I'm all about <clears throat> through being real of like, you know what, they're for the grace of God is walk high. And I could just as easily be the one who's sitting on the other side, listening, going, Oh, but they've all got their shit together and they know what they're doing and bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. But that's just not the leadership model that I sit in. No. And you know what just was also sparked for me as you were talking, um, in addition, I'll say, and I'll put this like, you know, the sexuality piece and this, mm-hmm. you know, how do I want to phrase this? I have a lot of breakdowns, people. <laughs> I love you for that. 
Okay. Like I got a lot of breakdowns and I mean, I've, you know, Elaine and I have had conversations where she'd be like, Ooh, that's a fierce initiation sister. And I'm like, yeah, it really is. Yeah. You know, like I, and, and I guess, you know, there's this, I, I take my responsibility as a leader very seriously. And for me, that's not hide to break down every five minutes. Like it's not that it is more, you know, I pay a great deal of attention to how I show up affects the brains and the fields of those who are in my world from a, you know, like a, a I want to help you transform kind of way. And so then some of the mess just doesn't come out. And in my programs, I'm very proud of how transparent I am. And, and, you know, and it's always, as you know, as a leader, there's the, you know, you, you need to, your channel has to be clear. So we're not trying to get our needs met through demonstrating the breakdown. Right. But there's breakdowns galore. And I kind of wish sometimes that I didn't have to navigate that as much as I feel like I do, you know, I get you, but that's yeah. part of it, right? And it's like, it's what we're here for. I want to yes. just take a moment to thank you for sharing so much with us. You can find out about Elizabeth and her work in the world in her bio, in her links. Uh, if there's one thing you can do, buy her book and read the book because she's done a brilliant job of laying out these principles of magic and made it very accessible and easy for you to bridge into your own life to be able to actually see how this is at work in you already. So I highly recommend that. And with that said, I will be back with another episode of The Red Podcast very, very soon with you, my loves. And it's going great to spend some time with you. Much, much love. Bye for now. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings.